Hey Aleph, Amad Aleph, the top line of New Mishnah. Kosov Agarsis Ishtoi. If a man, he wrote it again, the get is ready to go, and then Venimlach, he changes his mind. If his name is like Horowitz or Jones, that's fine. Let's say his last name is Cohen. We know that a man who is a Cohen is forbidden to be married to a Grusha. Now, this woman's not a Grusha, but she's kind of like oh, maybe boy. people are talking about. So, Beishamai, who we boxed on rim. Pasla mina kahuna. Just having the get written is enough to pasle her from kahuna, whereas the basilo who we boxed Aimim, Afalpisha Nosnu La Altenai, Basel goes really far. He says, even if Mr. Cohn actually gave her the get on the condition that she has to fill the condition, but Loinasat Tanai, the get was the condition wasn't fulfilled, and the get is not a good get, but he actually give it to her, still like Pasmina Kahuna. Basil says, yeah, she's a real Grusha. Fine, but anything short of that, no. Whereas Beishamai is much more concerned with that it might kind of look like, or people might get... Uh, Beishamai is very harsh. Correct. Rav Menasha Midvil Le Shmuel. I don't Shmuel's name. He asks for a psak in the following case. Yilam Deinu Rabbeinu, teach us, O master rabbi of ours. Yatzalav Koil. Let's say there's a rumor going around town, the following... Quote, Ishplaini Cohen, you know, the local guy, uh, Jim Cohen, Kasav, I dot underline the word Kasav, this is the rumor going around that he wrote, that's what it sounds like, wrote Kasav, get, for his Ishta, his wife, and she's still living with him and, and making him uh, flapjacks in the morning and, uh, you know, running his bathwater at night. Mahu, what do we say over there? Is there a problem? Is there not a problem? Basically, will we, like, remove her? From him, do they have to separate? Because, like, everyone knows, like, there, there was a get that was Kasav. Well, Shalach Shmuel sent back to um, Rav Yosef, Braid of Menasha. You know what we should do? Tetze, I double in on the word Tetze, she has to leave him. But let's just hold off a little bit, because Hadavar Tzarech Bedika. Uh, we have to sort of look into this before we actually remove her from him. So his, his initial reaction seems to be she's going to have to leave, but we do have to look into this further before we do anything. My he, the Gemara wants to know, what do we have to look into? What, what's the issue? Elema, I squiggle underline the Elema. If the issue that we need to clarify, that Shmuel needed to clarify was the imivatlinan kala, olomivatlinan, if you have a rumor that's going around town, do we step in and quash that rumor? Do we try to do that? Is it effective to do that? Or maybe not, if that's the issue. In other words, in this case, if we can be mevatel, the rumor, then they can stay together. If we can't, then they can't. Well, that's just not the case, because Shmuel was the gadol in Nahardah. Vahan Nahardah, Astray, that was the place of Shmuel. Ubin Nahardah, we know the practice there is loy no matter what the rumor is, we don't get involved to try to nullify it. So that, that can't be the issue, whether we nullify it or not. Has to be another issue that Shmuel needs to look into. Rather, what's the issue that Shmuel needs to look into? Ella, so I squiggle underline the Ella. Diikarulinesina kesiva. That's more the issue. Colloquially, if you are saying, "Hey, you know that Bob Cohn wrote a get for his wife," well, would we refer to the giving of it as ksiva? Maybe yeah, maybe no. Like if we would refer to the giving of it as ksiva, hmm, then we would have to be concerned and we'd have to separate it. Maybe not. Okay, uh, maybe that's the issue that you have to look into.
So the, uh, okay, let's say they do call giving the get, ksiva. Vechi karul nesina ksiva, kama. Well, what do they call writing the get? Lexiva gufa. Miloy karul ksiva. They also call it writing it. They're just not so precise. He wrote the get, you call it ksiva. He also gave the get, call it ksiva. So if it could just as easily be that he wrote the get, then why would we be concerned? Well, in, the Gemara says, yes, indeed, that is the concern. Di'i milsa, because if it becomes clear that the common usage on the street is de'karul nesina, that they'll refer to when a man actually gave the get to his wife as ksiva, then we're not saying for sure that he gave it. The issue is going to be two-word phrase, dilma nasan, maybe he gave it, ka'amri, is what we're saying. Okay, so that's what we'll have to look into. When people in the streets say, hey, you know, Bob uh, Cohn wrote out a get for his wife, all we're saying is that, well, some people, when they say that, what they mean is that he wrote it. Some people also mean he gave it. And therefore, Dilma Nasan, that's a concern. Okay, and then what did he say? Well, if it comes out that it's an issue, she will have to leave him. Really? Mrs. Cohn, Bob Cohn, and, and Janet Cohn, they've been living together for 35 years, she has to leave him? Tate's A? Question mark, comma, connector. Vama Ravashi. Ravashi has a general rule. We don't know anything here. This is all based on rumor. And what does Ravashi say about a rumor? Well, when it comes to rumors about a married couple, once they're fully married, we discredit any rumors. If it's before they're married or after they're married, fine. But they've been happily married for, who knows, could be decades. Kolkala, Debasar, Nisu, and any coil, any sort of rumors, like in this case, mm, he was good for his wife. Lo chashinanlai, we're not choshish for it. So the Gemara indicates that when Shmuel Paskind Teitze, what he meant is my Teitze Nami, not from original husband. If Bob Cohn and Sue Cohn have lived together forever long, they live together and they're married, there's no rumors that are going to make us take Sue away from her husband. Bob. If he gave her a get, fine. But if not, no. What's the Teitze? The Teitze is if she got married to another guy. Now, how did she get married to another guy? Let's say Bob Cohn wrote out this get, got hit by a bus the next day. Then, I don't know, a few months later, she gets married to another guy. She likes Kohanim. She gets married to Dave Cohn. Okay? Dave Cohn, if we heard that this guy was writing out a get, well, some people actually refer to giving a get as writing out a get. That's the case. The Tetsi is from her new husband, not the one she had been established with previously. Ask the Gemara, Im Kane, well, one second. If you're going to make her, because she's a Grusha, leave the second guy, then what about kids she might have had with her original husband? Why is she leaving the second guy? Well, maybe she's a Grusha. Well, maybe she was a Grusha also for the first husband, in which case, what would be the status of the children she had with the first husband? Im Kane, Atamait Silaz, you'd be spreading rumors, Albanov shall reshine. So the says, no, you wouldn't. You know why? There's two separate relationships here. Which relationship are we removing her from? That with the second guy. Kevan Demi Shani Hudemavkinanla. It's only from the second fellow, the second relationship that we're making her move out. Kama Umi Rishine, all the years she was married, even at the end, to the first guy. Lomavkinanla, we, the rabbinical establishment, didn't step in and, and separate the two of them. Asila Maymar. So then what are people going to say? Well, why are they removing her from the second relationship? Oh, must be that she was a Grusha. But when was she a Grusha? Samachlamisa Garsha. You know what? Yeah, he divorced her. He divorced her like five minutes or a day before. That would not have 
any effect whatsoever on the children from the first relationship. So they were married, I don't know, three dozen years. And then we're going to be kosher in the second relationship that he maybe gave her a get like right before he passed away. Okay, so that's fine. So we'll separate them in the second relationship, but that has no bearing on the kids from the first relationship. Why would we think that to be uh, something on the, uh, that, would, uh, refer, that would cause a problem for the first, uh, for the children of the first marriage? Because once we're, it's a pretty uh, bold move that we're going to take her who just, just got remarried to Jim Cohen, and she loves Jim Cohen, and we're going to say, no, sorry, the two have to separate. Really? Why? Well, because she was a grusha from her first husband. Okay, so we're choshish that she was a grusha from the first husband. Let's go back in time. Won't we be choshish she was a grusha from the first husband, like, I don't know, five years before he died, ten years before he died? No. If we're going to be choshish, and we are choshish that she might be a grusha from her first husband, because the rumor's going around that the first husband did rather they get, you know when that was? Shortly before he passed away, like a day a week, but not years and years before. Okay, so we don't. So it's not going to cast anything on the. Uh... Nothing on the first relationship, but the second relationship, yes. Why? Because there is a rumor, and everyone knows that he did write out. He goes koisev get. Well, some people call koisev actually the giving. Some people call it only the ksiva, the ksiva. Some people call it even the scene of the ksiva. And that's no, the concern. Okay. If the second husband is a koisev, that's obvious. If, he, if she's if she's basically begeder a krusha. But she was. Remember, the husband died. We know the husband died. It's not because they separated and the first husband's alive. The hus- first husband is definitely dead. There's a rumor that he had written out a get before he died. How soon before he died? Well, the rabbis never stepped in to separate them then, so it must be that it was like right before he passed away. Not five or ten years before when she was still a childbearing age. Okay. Amar Rabba Barbarchana, I put a diamond around Rabba Barbarchana, and two, four, six lines later, first word on the line is min in the middle of that line is another Rabbah Barachanai diamond that will have a series of Rabbah Barachanas quoting Rabbi Yochanan the first generation of Mara quoting Rabbi Yudah Barbalai the great Tana Rabbi Yehuda. so here we go here's the first says Rabbah Barachanan Rabbi Yochanan Mishim Rabbi Yudah Barbalai Bo Re'e he's comparing the earlier generations that seem to have been in general in their Hanhagas a lot more L'Shem Shamayim so, the early generations, not exactly, are we and the later generations up to them. And here's an example, colon. They went like Beis Shammai. When there was a case of a Cohen, even if the rumor was uh, that he was Kaisev, Lagarish's wife, they would basically make the couple separate. They were very, very particular about keeping... Uh, Yichus of Kohanim and marital uh, relationships proper and kosher v'yashem. Whereas the Doras ha'achreinim, underline Doras ha'achreinim, that would be more like uh, that which is brought up by Reb Daisa, Desanya in the following Brisa. Brisa goes for about three lines. Um, you have a uh, Jewish girls, unfortunately, different times in history, they were uh, taken captive. What exactly does a captor do with the young Jewish maidens that they've taken captive? So a Shavuya, let's say she's a Bas Kohen, or let's say she's married to a Kohen, Shavuya Oicheles Betruma can continue after she is redeemed to eat Truma. Okay, now can't she continue to eat Truma if she had relations with a Gentile who took her captive? No, she can't. Says Rabdaisa, and this is where we see we're a little bit, I guess maybe a lot more Makel in what we'll assume. Amar Rabdaisa. Jesus says, what exactly does this uh, slime bag Gentile do with the young Jewish lady? I guess Aravi, maybe that was the typical 
kidnappers in those days were Arabs. Uh, what did he do with her? In other words, the bottom line, very uh, specific here, that which ruins a baskon from able to eat um, truma has something to do with fooling around, has to do with actual intercourse. And this Aravi, the standard procedure was that he wouldn't do that. A lot of times they'd be afraid that the girls wouldn't be redeemed. They want to get the money. They also want to maybe play around with them um, intimately, but not actual uh, bia. Because literally he applied pressure, or he forced himself between in her chest, he's going to pass her kahuna. Bottom line, there's no chashash for that. That's the end of the b'raisa, and that's in comparison to Deres Rishayim, where even if there was just like a, a, a hint of maybe a get could have been given, they would separate the couple. And here, though, we see when it comes to Bas Cohen's, um, that she would continue to be able to eat truma even though there was a, 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 a suspicion that something could have happened. We had Diamond his name, here's his second Memra, very similar to the previous one. Amrab Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Rabbi Bore, come and see, Shaloyikidarasharishainim, Darasachrainim. Colon. Um, we actually, I think, are getting better in this way. Maybe I'm wrong, but it, it seems like there's an enormous sensitivity to uh, Jewish people, especially wealthy Jewish people, from Jewish people giving meiser. There's even a, a whole push to give chaymesh, and as much as we're good at sort of rationalizing, well, like, you know, grandchildren's tuition, and about this, but really being serious about giving that. Um, so hopefully we're getting better, but at least in those days, the, the old meiser was meiser peros. Meiser Peros, you have to give. <coughs> now, you could either look at uh, your entire um, uh, field's crops as 100% yours, or you could look at it as nothing's yours, and Rabbi Shalom is giving you like 78% of it. But bottom line, the Doris Harishainim, they would march their Peros right through the front door of their house, which would be Kaveya them for Meiser Midaraisa. Says the Gemara, Doris Harishainim, which ended Machnisin Peroseim, when they brought the produce from their fields in, and the moment it hit the Deraisa Chiyuv, they would bring it Derech Traxamain through the main, like, front gate, front door, Kedei Lechaivam B'Meiser Midoraisa. Whereas the later generations seem to be a little bit, now, I don't know what their motivation was, whether it was pure rationalization or they were having maybe difficult financial times, but the Deraisa Achreinim, <coughs> they would bring their payros into their house in such a way that they weren't really Chayiv Midoraisa to have to give the Meiser. And Machnisin Peroseim, they'd bring it in, like we would say, Locally, through the back door. They would bring it in, Derek Dagois, they'd bring it in through maybe some, uh, through the roof, through some sort of opening there, or Derek Carpifiois, through some back storage area. Kedei, Le Poitron Minamaiser. So they would have, ostensibly uh, saved themselves that having to give that 10%. Da Amarav Yanai, for we have in a few other Gemaras, that Teva, which is untithed produce, you haven't done anything to it. Eina Tevel Meschayev Meiser. Odd, Shir it has to come through the main front door, Shanemar, like the Pasuk says, it, it even describes uh, in the context of Meiser as being Biartia Kaidish Min Habayis, from that which came directly into the house. Rabbi Yechonon would say even a little bit more, even if you brought it into the Chatzar the main way, not like through the roof or through the back storage area, but into the main Chatzar, Shanemar, you should eat Bisharecha. Bisharach would be your gateways which lead into your chatzeres. Okay, all that Rabbi Barachana is pointing out with the tradition all the way back to the Tana Rebuta Rabbi is that there seemed to have been um, less of a motivation of people to really uh, do the right thing.
Not that they were necessarily doing the wrong thing then, but less of motivation to do the right thing. Okay, let's say you have husband and wife, man and woman. Man divorces his wife, and then at some point afterwards, they then spend the night together at some hotel or motel or inn. Okay, is another gap going to be required for them or not? No second get is necessary. We'll see in the Gemara why you would maybe need a get, why you wouldn't. We box the base hillels. Sricha heimenu get sheni. No, that she's going to need another uh, divorce document from this guy. Base now, hill is more stringent. Base hill is, seems to be much more stringent. We'll, we'll say he's much more choshesh for what might have happened. A masai. When is that? That's when the divorce took place from a marriage. And they had been fully married. In other words, they already had a physical, intimate relationship with each other as they were fully married. Kama. Umaidim. I underline these three words. However, even the base hills would agree that if true, they divorced, but they got divorced from engagement, meaning they weren't living together intimately yet. If they spend, let's say, I don't know, a year later, uh, a, a night together in the, in the hotel room, she does not require a second get. They don't have that familiarity in the relationship to, uh, for us to really reasonably be concerned that um, some intimacy happened or that there was a uh, tashmish. I circled Rabbi Yochanan. Now, I would say like 95% of the time when you have an Amora coming, a, right after the Mishnah, he's coming to qualify something that we just said in the Mishnah. So that's the Havamin, the Rabbi Yochanan coming to comment on what we just said in the Mishnah. Says Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, the Machloikis is B'shira'ua Shenivala. That we actually, I don't know who was watching, but look through the window and oh my goodness, look at the couple there, they're going at it. They're, they're having uh, Bia. Okay, base Shammai, as we'll see right now, colon, uh, and on the base Shammai, Savri, when a man and a woman uh, are having relations, Adam bilasnus, the nature of a man, he's just having a, a, a fling. It's not anything that necessarily is marriage related. Kama, whereas the base Hillels, and on the base Hillels, Savri, oh no, ain Adam bilasai bilasnus. And therefore, he's having a beal with her. It must be that he did it l'shem kedushin. Aval, however, I squiggle in on the aval. This is Rabbi Yochanan continuing. He says, lo Let's see, we didn't see anything happen. They just checked into the hotel, uh, you know, at 5 p.m. And they checked out at 10 a.m. the next morning. Everyone, even Basil would say, there's no need for a get. Basically, the only need for a get is when we actually saw the act taking place. Okay, now we did assume that that was a comment of our Mishnah, so let's bring our Mishnah into the discussion. It's not. Here's a almost two-line quote from our Mishnah. I put the right angles in. The Mishnah had said, that the Beis Hills would agree with the Beis Shammais if the divorce uh, between this couple took place, they were only originally engaged, that she does not require a get, they don't have that uh, uh, familiarity in their relationship. Now, how do we just qualify this case? We said the case where a second get would be necessary is where we saw them involved in Tashmas, B'i, B'shira'ua, Shenivala, 
This is how we mark in the Mishnah, right? That if they, we actually saw, there were two witnesses who saw through the window what was going on, Mali and What difference does it make what the status was before the divorce? They're having Tashmish with one another. Ella, rather we have to come on to a new approach. I squiggle underline the Ella. Rabbi Yochanan's comment was not coming off of our Mishnah. Rather, Masnison, the whole Mishnah's case, I double underline the term Masnison, is... Nobody saw what took place. They checked in and one day, they checked out the next day. We don't know what happened. That's the Machalkas in the Mishnah. But what was Rabbi Yochanan commenting on? Rabbi Yochanan de Amar, Ki Haitana de Sanya. I double underlined de Sanya. We're now going to be introduced to a Brisa. This is the Brisa that Rabbi Yochanan was commenting on. This Brisa goes, I would say, exactly five lines from here and uh, is authored by Rishim ben Elazar, who's a slightly different approach than what we saw in our Mishnah. Rav Shimon Elazar Oimer, or Amar Rav Shimon Elazar, Loi Nechel Kupay Shemim Beis Hillel. There was no Machlokas, Al Shaloi, and I double underline the Shaloi. If nobody saw what happened in that hotel room, there's no Machlokas, Shaloi Ruosh Nivla, She'ena Tzricha Menaget Sheni. There's no necessity for a second get. They went to the hotel room and they checked out. Who says anything happened? Kama, Alma Nechel where is the Machlokas? Question mark? That's if somebody was, uh, I don't know, two people were there in the closet looking through the window and they saw that there was a bia. That's the machlokas colon. Shabbat Shammai, who I underlined, Adam The Beis Shammai says, Yeah, they're having Tashmish. Like a Znus Tashmish. Kama u Beis Hillel. I underlined the Beis Hillel. Well, this, this couple had been married. So Beis Hillel, I remember, And Stender guys didn't just have a fling. He did it, L'Shem Kiddushin. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Okay, so that's where we actually saw, witnesses saw there was a Tashmish that took place. That's in this Brisa. What do we say that the Mishnah was? Where there was no witnesses who saw anything. They just checked into the hotel one day and checked out the next day. Umas Nisin, however, our Mishnah, do Ukimna, we just established Bishaloi Ruashanivala, no one saw anything. The my plea, but we did see the Basil is saying that they have to have a get Shani. So what's the Machlokus there? Oh, you know what the Machlokus is? De Ika Ede Yichud, Veleika Ede Bia. We have two witnesses who were there in the hallway of the hotel. They saw the two go into the hotel room and lock the door. And they were in the hallway the whole time. They're known as Ede Yichud. So, hey, do we have Ike Ede Yichud? But, and this is probably the case, I don't know, much more likely as far as just the, the, the Metsias, for like Ede Bia. But no one actually saw what took place in the hotel room. Colon. Beishamai, I underline the Beishamais. The Beishamais say, what do you have? Witnesses that's all going to Yichud? Lo Amrinan. I don't underline the word Lo Amrinan. We do not say. Hey, if you got two witnesses that they went into Yichud, that's tantamount to them having Bia. They don't say something like that. Whereas, comma, the base Hillels, and on the base Hillel, the base Hillel Safri, and this is what they would hold in the Mishnah, we, yes, Amrin, and I doubt on the Amrin, and we do say, Hain, Hain, Ede Yichud, Hain, Hain, Ede Bia. These couples are married. What are they checking into the hotel for the night for? You know what? If they clearly were in Yichud, we'll assume that there was a Bia. Kama. Umoidim, the base hills will agree, though, to the Beishamais. Benis Garshamina Erison. If true, they're divorced, but they were never actually fully married. They got engaged. 
and that divorce came from the Erosin, that there's no need, even if they checked into the hotel and spent the night together in the room, no need. Why? Since they don't have that previous relationship where they were intimate with one of another, truly they were in the hotel room, but low Amrin, and there we cannot say, we don't say, double underline the word low, we do not say, hein hein, bia. Bottom line, when a couple's had a physical intimate relationship, there's a lot more you should be concerned for when we don't know what happened, as opposed to a couple that hasn't had that. Semicolon. We go back up to the third line. Rabbi Yochanan uh, apparently had told us, and the third line was still Rabbi Yochanan speaking, that if we did not see a bia take place, everyone would say there's no need for a second get. Umi, I'm a Rabbi Yochanan hachi? Really? Rabbi Yochanan had said that? Question mark, Vahama Rabbi Yochanan. In general, we know we know that Rabbi Yochanan has the famous statement of halacha kistam mishnah, that we go like a stam mishnah. Well, was this a stam mishnah? This looked like a stam mishnah that we had. And um, if it's a stam mishnah, it kimnil masnisin didn't we say that our Mishnah is we didn't see anything happen, Base Hill's requiring a second get, so apparently we would, even though there were no witnesses, require a get. So what does Rabbi Yochanan hold? Answer, it's a later generation. That's what Rabbi Yochanan holds. One would apparently say that, right, Rabbi Yochanan would tell you always like a Stam Mishnah, and the other one would say apparently, maybe most of the time, but not in this case, because if no one actually saw Bia take place, no one, not even Beis Hill, is requiring a Get Shani. And it'd be hard for anyone who's listening to the recording, but imagine this is the parchment that a get is written on. Get has a certain number of lines. Um, you have husbands who, before they uh, have a get written out and deliver it to their wife, think long and hard about it. Then you have husbands who are blessed to come from the tribe of Aaron. In other words, they're kaihanim. They're very hot-headed, and they will just fly off the handle and do things that other people won't necessarily do. It's a generalization, but it seems to uh, <coughs> it seems to be true. There were certain times in history where um, the Chachamim got very concerned because Kohanim, who would really lose it, um, would have it get written out, give it to their wife. The problem is, if like you know, a day or week or month later they come to their senses, they can't remarry her because she's a grusha, and a Kohen cannot remarry his own wife, who's a grusha. Therefore, they instituted something called a get mekushar, um, which is going to be sounding a bit strange. But normally, if you have a get. You know, you have the uh, lines of the get written, adium sign, everything's on the same side of parchment. However, when you have a get makushar, makushar means like tied or attached, you would have a get and you would write, let's say, the first two lines of the get. Don't ask why you would do this, but then you would fold over the paper on uh, those two lines and you would have a witness sign on the back. And then you would write another few lines of the get and then you would fold it over and have another witness signed on the back. And then you would have another few lines written, and another one. You have to do it at least three signatures as required for a get makusher. It sounds strange, but one thing that's certainly the case, it takes a lot longer to process one of these, because you have to have the sofa writing, and then you have to have the adim there, and you have to have the adim signing. This is what is known as a get makushar. Again, it's a little bit unusual, but it would certainly prevent the case of some hot-headed Cohen who's flown off his rocker who can quickly have a get written out two people sign give it to his wife this takes a lot more time but then he had the 
But you do, because you can see that it was Makusher. You can see the folds in it, you can see the signatures on the back. How would you know that the, the, the signatures are following upon, are related to the... the or what you could say is the other way that I understand it. A few lines on the get, you fold it over, and then on the same side of the get, but here you would have a signature. Then you would fold it over, and you'd write a few more lines of the get, and then a few more. So you'd have it all on the same side, but it would be like a few lines, and then a signature, a few lines, and a signature. I think it's the other way. I think the signatures are on the, on the flip side. But, um, okay. Now, uh, that's assuming that every fold, there has to be at least three folds, at least three signatures. There could be four folds, there could be ten folds. Each fold requires a signature. Um, however many folds there are, there better be that many signatures. Let's say there were, I don't know, seven folds in the get and only six signatures. Or five folds and only four signatures. Is that going to be okay? Is that going to be not okay? So this is the, the mission talking about. Kansa beget kereach. Let's say she got remarried. She had been divorced from her previous husband. That previous husband used to get makusher, but it was kereach. Kereach is a bolt. So like one of the places that should have had a signature didn't. However many folds there were, there were the number of signatures minus, you know, at least one of them was missing or apparently missing. Now, it could be there just weren't that many people there, but maybe there were. So if a person marries a woman with a get, uh, uh, who had previously gotten divorced with a get makushat's kereach, it's like in that list that we had the other day in the Mishnah, she has to, can't go back to her first husband, can't stay with her second husband, we throw all the chumras on either one of them. Basically, the Rabbanan don't want a woman getting remarried if she got divorced from her previous husband using a get makusher that was lacking one of the signatures on one of the sections. Kama. Get kereach. Okay, when you have a get kereach, um, who do you have signed the back? Normally, who do you have signed a get? Two kosher witnesses. When you have, though, a get makusher, apparently... Hakol mashlimin alav. Anyone, even people who normally wouldn't be able to sign, like maybe a relative, or maybe a gazlan, or maybe like an evid kanani, any of those people would be a valid signature to fill in the last spot. Divir benanas, we boxed benanas. Rabbi Akiva disagrees with benanas, and Rabbi Akiva says, I boxed Rabbi Akiva, ein mashlimin alav. If you have, let's say, uh, five folds and only four signatures and you need a fifth signature, that fifth signature can be only Ella Kroivim, a person who in this particular case is related to the party so he would be a Kariv, but it has to be an upstanding member of society He's not a Gazlan, he's not a, a, a lowlife, he's not a gambler, he's not a Kanani, who would be totally fine and acceptable as a witness somewhere else Kama who get Kereach what is a get kereach? I've kind of already described it, but the mission itself says a get kereach is kol shekesharav meruben meedav. However many folds the get has, it's one at least one more fold in their signature. So if there's seven folds, there's only six signatures. Um, that would be a get kereach. Okay, the Gemara asks a question: My taima to get kereach. At the end of the day. Like, it's got six folds and five signatures. It's got five signatures. What are we so upset about? Like, why are we concerned? Normally, if you have a get and it's got five signatures, is that good? That's great. 
and three, as long as it's got at least two. So why by get kereach? Well, because gzera mishum kulcham. We are uh, concerned of a case of kulcham. Uh, a kulcham is where, however many people were there, the husband specifically said, you are all going to um, take care of the get. In, in which case, if it was folded over and there's seven places to sign, there were probably seven people there to sign, and only six of them did, that was not fulfilling the wishes of the husband. That's the problem. Get kereach hakomashim in alav. Get kereach. We said that the last uh, place that needs to be um, signed by somebody, anyone is able to sign, even somebody who normally would not be kosher for uh, able to sign. Uh, that was Rabbi Benanas. Rabbi Akiva came along and said, no, only a relative, but none of these gazlanim or compulsive gamblers or evikananis. For Rabbi Akiva, okay. What's wrong with Leroy? Leroy is had Tevila, he's had Mila, he's an Evid Kanani. Why can he not sign? Verbi Akiva, Evid. I put a triangle around the word Evid. We're going to have it three times. This is the first. My time alloy. Like, why can an Evid not be the one to fill in that last signature space in a, uh, a, a Get Makusher? Well, the problem is, if you allow Leroy to sign, people might come to say, oh, okay, there's a sign on the get here, there's Maishi, there's Shlemy, and Leroy, Leroy must be uh, kosher to uh, give Edus. Isn't the signature tantamount to being uh, Edus of sorts? Yeah, and then certainly he'd be able to be acceptable in some other case of Edus. Problem is, he can't. The regular Eved cannot give Edus in any case, not acceptable for Edus. Well, if that's the concern, then Karoiv Nami Asulame Markash Edus. You have over here, Moishi Smith happens to be the brother. Okay, so you're telling me that he can then testify in another case regarding his brother? That can't be the concern. Ella, so I squiggle around the Ella. Eved, I put a triangle around the Eved. Again, when Rebbe Kiva said an Eved is not good, there's got to be some other underlying reason. Eved, Hainu Taima. You know what the reason is? You ever see these like uh, kamakazi shadchaniot? They're trying to make a shidduch with everyone. You have them sometimes. They're friends of your wife come over. They hear you have like a grandson or a granddaughter. They want to match them up right away. So you, you have these people who really try to match people up. Those people try to match people up. Whenever they hear a name, they, they put it into their, uh, into their uh, memory. Well, uh, there's a getmakusher, and this guy signed on it. And uh, maybe, well, sign on the get here, there's Maishi, the Shlomi, and Leroy. Leroy must have good yichos. I could set him up with a nice, fine uh, base Yaakov girl. That's maybe the concern. If you have him able to sign, you know why we don't want him to sign? Dilma, and I dot underline three words, that people might come to assume that he's uh, got good uh, yichos. That must be the reason that you can't have him sign. Well, what about the guy named, you know, with like the most chash of a name in, in the Jewish world? He's got the same last name as the Rosh Hashiva and the, and the, and the Posek, but he's kind of been, he's been like in and out of the slammer. He's in Bezal. Let's say there's some name Biden, right? You have a son who's a little bit off the derech. Or in this case, Gazlan, if we're saying the reason that we can't have Leroy sign is because of a Yuchas issue, then Gazlan, Debar Yuchasinhu. He might have a troubled current history, but he's fine as far as his yichus is concerned, Liskasher, it should be totally fine for him to sign. If the whole concern is a yichus issue, it should be fine for Gazan to sign. Allah Matzan, why then though did our Mishnah say, this is what Rabbi Kiva said in the Mishnah about five lines ago, Rabbi Kiva Oimer, The only people that you could have signed in that last spot on a get Makusher is a relative who would be totally fine in any other case to, to, to testify or to sign. 
That sounds like Karov in, relatives, yeah. But Gazlan, no. But if the whole concern is only a Yichas issue, the Gazlan's got fine Yichas. He should be able to sign Ella. So we squiggle underline this Ella and put a triangle around Evet. Here's the reason why. Leroy cannot sign. You know why? Hainu Taima, Da Asula Meymar, and I dot underline two words, Shechrure, Shachrure. That's right. Leroy started off his relationship here with the Jewish community as a slave. And you know what happened then? Master freedom. What happens when a master frees an Evikanani becomes a full-fledged Jew? Oh, that's what we're concerned about. That people might say that Leroy, oh, he signed on the back. It must be that he's a freed slave. Also, comma connector, Gazlan, let's say you have somebody, a bit of, you probably know people like this, a bit of a troubled past, and then they see the light. They find the Lord. They do teshuva. You know what people say about this Gazlan? Gazlanami, Asulameymar. People say, teshuva avad. That's what people will say. If he signed on the document, it must be teshuva. He really didn't do teshuva, but that's what people will say. Comma, as opposed to, um, once your son, once your brother, always your son, always your brother. It comes to relatives. Relatives don't change. Karoiv, Maikulameymar. Right? What, what, what are you going to say when it comes to a relative issue? Karoiv, Kuliyama, Yadi, de Karavu. Everyone knows he's a Karoiv, and the status doesn't change. If you got a brother, Mike, Mike's always going to be my brother. Baruch Hashem, until one of us passes away. If you have a, a child, a, a relative is always a relative. In other words, the other two, it's not unreasonable that people might say, oh, maybe the slave was freed, maybe the guy who was a little bit of a sinner did tshuva, however, relative stays a relative. That's the issue. Here we're going to have a little bit of a list of names. I put a different marking around each name. I'm Rabzeira. I boxed Rabzeira. I half box the next name, Rabba Bar Sheilta. I underline the next name, Rav Hamnuna Saba. And then I circled Rav Adabar Ahava. It's quite a messiah we have. The first Rav Zeri gets a box, Rav Hamnuna Saba gets underlined, Rav Adabar Ahava gets a circle. We're going to basically want to refer to names, but you have Rav Zera, quoting Rabba Bar Shilta, quoting Rav Hamnuna, not just regular Rav Hamnuna, the elder Rav Hamnuna, and quoting Rav Adabar Ahava. What did he say? Here's what he said. Get Kereach. If you have one of these get Kereachs, in other words, it's one of these get Makushers that is missing one of the signatures. Kishar of, let's say, the foldovers are Shiva and the Adav and the signatures are Shisha 6, or Kama Shisha Vedav Chamisha, or Kama Chamisha Vedav Arba, or Kama Arba Vedav Shlesha. There's four sections assigned, only three signatures. Ad Khan Machlokus Ben Nanas Rabbi Kiva. That's the extent to where the two of them are arguing, where Rabbi Kiva said, you can only have somebody who's kosher somewhere else. He might be a relative, but kosher somewhere else. Where Benana said, you could have anyone. You could have an Evid, you could have a Gazlan. That's the Machlokas. Kama. However, if it's a get Makusher, Aval Kisharov Shloisha, the Eidav Shnaim, I underline Eidav Shnaim, the least number of signatures you can have on a, get, on a regular get. How many signatures do you need? Two. On a get makusher, the least number of signatures that you can have is three. And therefore, if you have kishar of shleish, if you have three places on this get makusher, the aid of shnayim, and two signatures so far, divra kail, everyone would agree, even benanas would say, ein mashrim alav ela karev, that the only one who can fill in that third spot is going to be a relative. That would apparently be like, uh, apparently like Rabbi Akiva had said. Okay, this was reported by who? Rabzeira, the name of Rabbi Bar Sheilta. So says Rabzeira, Amrali Rabzeira, Lurava Bar Sheilta, 
Okay, we have that as a tradition. Michti. Let's take a look at this for a minute. Kol shloisha b'makusher. When you're dealing with a get makusher, three signatures there, ke shnaim b'pasher dami, is like the typical two signatures in a regular get. Well, can one of the two signatures in a regular get be a relative? No. Ma hasam, just like over there, karav loy, ach hacha, so too over here, and they get makusher, the three essential signatures they need, nami, karav loy. Hmm, that's a good question. How can we allow a karav to be one of the essential signatures? Amarle, so says back, Rabbi Barshil, the Zera, well, that's a good question. You know how I know it's a good question? Because I had the same question. Afladidi kashali. I had the same question. You'll never guess who Rabbi Barshilta asked the question to. Vishailte, Lerav Hamnuna. Who did he ask? The previous name in the Messiah of that Memra. And who did Rav Hamnuna ask when he wasn't sure? Rav Hamnuna asked none other than Ravada Barava. In other words, the question that Rav Zera is posing was raised by all of them, all the way back to the original Baal Memra, Ravada Barava. The Amarle and Rav Ada Barava answered, well, you know what? Forget about that case. How many witnesses do you say is the minimum on a get makusher? Three? True, but lav deraisa. It's not a deraisa. When you have a regular get, the two people who sign on it, that's me deraisa. You require shneidim or shneidim with their signature. On a makusher that we require three is not me deraisa. Tanya nami hachu, we even have a brysa that brings out this point. Brysa goes almost four lines and starts here. Um, it's going to be very similar to the memra that Rabzera said. Here we go. A get kereach. If you have a get that's got a number of folds and it's missing one of the signatures, however many folds it has, one less. Kesharv, if it's got seven folds, the eight of shishan, only six signatures, or kama shisha, the eight of chamisha, or chamisha, the eight of arba, or arba, the eight of shloisha. Four folds, three signatures. Ad Khan, up until that point, is the Machlokas ben Nanas Rabbi Akiva. Colon. Hishlem Alav Eved. Let's say the last signature spot is filled in by Leroy, who's still in Eved. Benanas, we underline Oimer. The relationship that she would have with a new husband based on this get, the Vlad would be kosher. The kid would be totally okay. Whereas Rabbi Akiva, who's particularly Machmir in these issues, and Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva Oimer, the Vlad would be a mamzer. It's actually still basically a married woman to the first guy, and therefore the child she would have from her second man would be a mamzer. That's all in the cases where you have four or more places for people to sign. Aval Kishar of Shloisha, if there's only three places to sign on this, get Makusha. Ve'ed of Shnaim, and there's only two signatures, Divra Kol, Ein Mashimin Alav Ela Karev. And that would be very much the way we were just smoking the Machlokas between Rabbi Kiva and Benanas. Rav Yosef has a slightly different take on things. Rav Yosef, who we circled, I would maybe, I should have pointed this out, about, if, if about six, seven lines up, first word in line is alav, that's where if there were three kisharov and two adim, everyone said the only one who could fill in that third spot is a karov. Did we dot underline the word karov there? Yeah, I would not underline it because now Rav Yosef is going to have a different take on this. That the third place can be filled in by a karev who's kosher. Otherwise, no, Rav Yosef Masni, he taught the Ravada statement as being only a kosher. I don't underline kosher. You need to actually know a full, totally kosher aid. Even a, even a relative would be unacceptable. It has to be someone who's totally kosher.
Okay. The problem is we just had a brisa, and the brisa said vahatanya karayv that a relative would be allowed. Well, that's true. That's the way some people have it taught. Amarav Papa Papa says tzni. You have to actually understand it. So it should have said kosher. Period. Okay, so Machlokos as to what the correct uh, girsa should be, kosher or karav. Okay, how many folds can you have in a get makusher? I don't know. 10, 15? I don't know if there's a limit. I don't know if you could have more than in the lines of the get. So five, 10 of them. How many um, people who would not normally be valid to sign can you have? Can you have two? Let's say you have 10 signatures. Eight of them are totally kosher, normally to sign. Can you have two? Who would be, uh, let's say, Karovs or Evids or... I don't know. <laughs> well, says Rabbi Yochanan, I don't know Rabbi Yochanan, loy huchshiru baya ela eid echad karbilvad. When we allow a relative who normally don't allow to sign, we allow to sign is only one. Of altrei, to have two or more, lo would not be allowed. Why? Well, dilma asi lekiyumi betray kroivim vechad kosher. Some point in the future, you're going to have this document. It'll have to be court validated. How do you normally court validate a document? You have the two signatures, and every normal document has two signatures. And you find either the witnesses, those people who sign themselves, or people who recognize signatures. What happens with this get makusher? How many people signed on it? I don't know. Let's say ten people signed on it. Okay. How do we validate it? Well, we have to find that at least. Uh, by the way, it's get makusher. What's the minimum number of witnesses you have to have in a get makusher? Three. So we have to find at least three of those names are validated. Okay? Well, if we were to have two of the signatures that were Kroivim, and we were to validate it using three signatures, it could be that we'll have one who was a totally kosher witness and two others who were Kroivim. That's the concern. Therefore, we only allow one Kroiv, which means if it's validated in the future and one Kroiv, how many otherwise kosher items do we have? Two. Two. Perfect. That's good. And that's still ma'asilakumi betray kroivim vechad kosher. The concern being, if there were two or more who were kroivim, uh, that it'll be court validated in the future using two kroivim and a kosher, and that would be no good. Amaravashi, that precise reading of our Mishnah also brings out that point. Masnisa vitani. The Mishnah gave a number of examples seven ksharim, six signatures. Six ksharim, five signatures. Five ksharm, four signatures. I gave a whole slew of examples, and each one it was where there was one missing. None of the examples were, let's say, four ksharm and two signatures. Each one was always one less. The kamedalek vitani chad chad. Each example it gave of the numerous examples was always missing one. Shmamina, that you can only have one. Amar Abaye. I circled Abaye's name. He's going to tell us two things we can conclude from here about this get makusher. Shmamina, underline shmamina. I put a little number one above it. Shmamina, since only one Karev is able to sign, what position does he sign in? Does he get like the first position, the third, the seventh, the fifteenth? What, what, what position? Well, doesn't make a difference. Hi, Karev, Chasim, Eboy, Ben Betzchila, Ben Bamsa, Ben Besaif. He can sign in the beginning, he can sign in the middle, he can sign in the end. Whatever spot he wants, he's allowed to be the one Karev who signs. Well, where do we know that from? Mimai. Midiloi kava le makim. It didn't say where he had to sign, and if it didn't say, then be totally fine to sign in the first spot, or in the third spot, or in the eighth spot, wherever it is. 
Now, this leads to the second Shmamina. Shmamina, underline Shmamina. This is number two. When a court gets a get mekusher, I don't know, get was processed uh, five, ten years ago, and they need to be mekayimit. How does a court mekayim a document that already exists? You find either the witnesses themselves who signed or people who know the ones who signed. In a get mekusher, let's say there's ten signatures there. Do they have the ability, it's uh, uh, a lot easier, to pick any three of those signatures, let's say position one, position three, and position five, or do they have to pick three in a row and find, let's say, signature six, seven, and eight? Can they pick any of the three names and the first three that they can find, or do they have to pick three in a row? Shmamina mikol tlasa mekayminan. You know what the base in the future that is going to be mekayim, a get mekusher can pick? Whichever three names they want. They don't have to be in order. The Lobo Yinan Ritsufen. They do not have to be names in order. Why? Because if they did have to be names in order, that any court in the future to be Makayim Aget Makusher would require three of the names that are three in a row, then why don't you just simply say that if you have a relative, you could have the relative sign as the first of three? the middle of three, or the last of three, in any three. O betchila, o beemtza, o besof, v'liskasher beituva. And then you could have numerous kroivim. Let's say you have a get makusher that has, I don't know, eight, nine, ten signatures. As long as out of every three there is two kroivim, then you never have a concern that two of the kroivim will be next to each other, if indeed in the future the courts are required to pick three names in a row. And therefore, since that's not the case, it must be that they can pick any three names. And that's why, how many Krovim do we allow? One and only one. Kiyosu Lakami Rabbi Ami, when uh, a, a case like this would come, like a get Makusher, that, uh, oh man, there's like seven folds, but we only have uh, six people signing. And uh, he would say, Amar Lei, Tsevehishim Alav Eved Minashuk. You know, you could have as a last signature anyone. Which, by the way, Evid Bin Ashuk sounds like Rabbi Akiva back in our Mishnah or Ben Nanas? Sounds like Ben Nanas. Rabbi Akiva said the only one who could fill in that last spot is a Karayv, who's normally able to sign. Uh, according to Rabbi Ami, you could even have Leroy or Tyrone, the Evid, sign. And uh, Hadron Allah Zayrik.